Thank you again for listening to our podcast today. Thank you so much for your support. We worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. here at St. John's Lutheran Church in the heart of downtown Martinsburg, West Virginia. Know that you're always welcome to our table and to our worship. God bless. And we hope you enjoy today's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. And then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated, and the children are welcome forward to hang out with Miss Priscilla. Right. So excited about preaching. So excited. Um, it's going to be a rough one. But we are brave. And we talk about hard things. Because we're a community of faith, right? Let's shake heads. We talk about hard things. Because if we can't talk about hard things here, we're going to talk about hard things. Just saying. Sometimes we don't even do it at home with our families. Just saying. So. Talking about hard things means prayer is especially important. So please pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So when I thought about this sermon, um, I was totally going to blame my sister and throw all the blame on my sister and tell you the story about her. And then I started to think and I realized (laughs) Um, she planned her wedding five years after I did. And I'm like, oh, wait, I did the same thing. Weddings are really happy and fun occasions. We really like weddings. But weddings, like most of our celebrations, have turned into very economic, um, commercial 
boosting festivities. Pastor Matt would tell you that as soon as you put wedding in front of anything, up goes the price. Uh, so, when Pastor Matt and I got married in 2012, we were in seminary. We had no money. Uh, we went on our honeymoon based on our, um, in our income tax return. That's, we had this much money from our tax return, and that's what we had to go on our honeymoon. So we had very little money. We had a wonderful family who was helping pay for our wedding. So um, I was like, penny pension at all. If it cost more money, like we would, they were like at a reception said, oh, well, they want to decorate this way. I said, does it cost anything? Matt's <laughs> like, no. I'm like, fine, great. I'm like, does it cost anything? Yes, I don't want it. Um, so weddings have become expensive, even when you end up, and you can be, you can, you know, cut here, cut there. You, you can make it as, you know, appropriate as you want. But they still cost money. It's still kind of expensive. So, um, believe it or not, I didn't tell you this. Pastor Matt actually is like a social butterfly. Hard to believe. Um, but has made so many friends over the years. And believe it or not, I'm the introvert, but I have core groups of friends and have made friends along my journey. So when we made the guest list, that's where the part came in. Because you know you've got your family. We've got lots of extended cousins on both sides, so you know, you've got to invite your family. And then we got to our friends, and then we had to do the hard part of well, who have I really not talked to for a while? Who do I really, really, really want there? Who do I, you know, maybe they'll be, they'll be okay with it if we don't. Have you ever like, experienced this? Yeah. Yeah. So you make the guest list. And then there's the B list. The B list is the people you really want there, but you had to cut it off somewhere. And then you wait. As you send out the invitations and you wait and you hope that the A list, someone starts saying no, and you can like, quick, send it out to the B list, send it out to the B list. Yeah, we do that. When I was totally going to blame my younger sister is the real social butterfly, I had, whew, I don't know how many people on the B list, but uh, it was a lot. I was like, three. And I'm like, oh, Diane did it too. The B list. The people that we sort of want there, but we can't invite yet, but uh, the B list. Our gospel reading for today, I hope you notice the pause. I always have strategic pauses if you don't you know, pick that up. If you want to pick up your celebrated insert, I don't know if you're a visual person, you may like being in the text. No, that's cool too. There was a strategic pause around verse 7. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them, huh? Parable. Now, I know you're a pastor. I know how it feels about parables. I know that he has told you 20,000 times what parables are. And that is stories that help us reimagine the kingdom of God, the kingdom that aligns with the least, the lost, the little, and the lifeless. I think I got else. So here we go. We got a parable. All right. 
I'm not doing the first part of the airplane. Y'all know to be humble, right? Y'all know to be humble, right? So we're going to jump to 12. We're going to jump to 12. He talks to the one, the host, the one who made the guest list. Talks to the host. Again, parable, parable, parable. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or your relatives, or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return and you would be repaid. Now let's remember this about meals in Jesus' time, especially when it's a luncheon or a dinner. We're not just talking this as regular every day. This is a special event. In Jesus' time, when you're having one of these things and you're inviting people, this is about relationships, and not in the warm and fuzzy way. It's about who am I going to invite that I can get to owe me a favor, or that I owe a favor. So it's totally like this sort of political thing. It's not just, let's enjoy each other's company and have a glass of wine. It's, how is this going to get me ahead? That's what a meal, a fancy meal, is in Jesus' time, okay? And Jesus says, when we're thinking about God's kingdom and reimagining what God's kingdom should be, it's not about that. It's not about who you're going to get to owe you what. It's not who you're going to have to repay. It's about 13. When you give a banquet, Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. And you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. <coughs> and you'll be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Okay, Pastor Diane, that is all well and good. That's, you know, reimagining the kingdom. We know the kingdom isn't here yet. Right. Alas. My friends. Thy kingdom come, we pray. Every Sunday. Maybe you pray at home at night. The kingdom is, as Lutherans, our paradoxes, already and not yet. <coughs> we are invited to help catch glimpses and make this world a better place by participating in the already part of the kingdom. We are invited to think about what we are being called to when the kingdom comes to ultimate fruition and help it happen in little glimpses in our This is hard. Because this just isn't the way the world works, does it? I was not thinking on my wedding day of inviting the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind to my wedding. I don't know many people that do. So, this is really hard. And, honey, daddy's in, oh, good, perfect. Hi, 
you doing? I love your mini. What's wrong this one? You wanna go, oh. You wanna go, here. Okay, grab it. He's gonna get you there. So, this is hard because this is not the way the world works. And I'm not, I would love to tell you the next time you have a party, this is exactly what you should do. And if you do it, I'm really impressed. Because it's hard, because it's not the way our world works. It's not. However, I mean, we have friends feeding friends. This is an example of one of the, when we throw a party, when you make some good food, who do you invite? Whoever comes. And it usually tends to be the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, you see it all. Uh, get out the front of your bulletin. Uh, not the book, but the actual, like, yeah. <sighs> Couldn't hide from that one, could you? And I don't know where that picture's taken. That could just be some parent watching their kid at the playground. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It could be. Watching their kid at the playground. But can you find someone who looks much more different than us? It is hard to do what Jesus is calling us to do. It is hard. It's scary. Why is it scary? Because it's scary to talk to people who don't look like us. Who don't do what we do. <clears throat> whose relatives, other people of their country, have done things that we don't like. And why is it important that we talk exactly to people who are different than us? Because you may learn something. You may learn something about their situation. You may learn that how they are in those that are crippled, blind, lame, poor, on welfare, Etc. have been through some very tough things that they could not control. This is hard. Are you feeling uncomfortable? Are you feeling uncomfortable? You're not? Yeah. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable to talk about these things. Because guess what? I'm a white middle class woman. Raised in white middle class family. I can tell you every nasty slang word for every ethnic group. Because that's where I'm from. And what changed for me? To be honest with you, what changed for me? I went to seminary. And there was no hiding from my own prejudices, from what I was raised in. One of my first immersion experiences was Pimlico near Baltimore. An African-American Lutheran church And the few of us that were there were the only white people. Had never experienced that before in my life. And it was a scary place to go. This church was right in the middle. Drug deals happened around there all the time. And yet, 
teach us, teach others how to live in twofold. Because if we don't share what hope we have, who's going to? Who is going to? And if we can't learn to talk about hard things together and do hard things together, again, who is going to do it? May Jesus Christ be praised. And may he be praised in that we learn to show compassion like he did. Amen? Amen. Amen.